Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church Podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. I am excited. Worship is something that I love to do being a musician. It's something that, man, after I got past the suck phase, can I say that? You know, as a musician, I think everybody, unless you're a savant, you go through this suck phase of, man, this is all I got. Doom, ch, doom, ch, doom. That's all I got. I got nothing. I can't even move my sticks anywhere else without falling off the beat. Everybody goes through that suck phase of, man, you know, I got to put my time in. Pastor, you talked about it, playing bass, getting the blisters, you know, getting them all calloused up. Sorry. Left-handed, left-handed. But after I went through the suck phase, just to be able to sit back and enjoy worshiping the Father while I play drums, to be able to take my mind off what my arms are doing and my legs and focus on him. It's a great thing. It's also sometimes a confusing thing because we talk about worship, and I want to dive into worship. Do we have the little pyramid scheme? It's not a scheme, but throw that up for me because I I meant to, I didn't mean to, I should have brought a cookie jar. I had a cookie jar out in the garage that had a John Deere tractor on it. It was amazing. And I was going to set it over here next to this pyramid. Whoa, can we do, can we do the love and the self? Maybe, if not, just throw self up because yeah, throw the self up. The opposite of love is self, just to recap a little bit. We, we have all these things that we try not to do or not to put emphasis on. Does that make sense? Image, network. Now, we, we've been talking about love this whole time, but at the same time, I talked on relationships. And the whole time I talked on relationships, what's the opposite of relationship? You don't know because the relationship box ain't over there. Network. I never once talked about network because I really believe if we focus on love and we focus on what it should be and how we need to move our lives through love, what we need to focus on takes care of everything else. I don't need to focus on the cookie jar in the room and tell my kid every time my kid says something to me, yeah, but there's a cookie jar over there, so don't touch it. Hey, Daddy, can I play on the ground here? Well, there's a cookie jar over there. Don't touch the cookie jar. It's got Oreos in it. Oh, okay, Daddy, is, is there something else I can do? It's been an hour. Well, whatever you do, don't touch the cookie jar. If every time I bring the kid back to the cookie jar and then I leave the room, the temptation is sometimes too great. Not knowing self-control. It's all you think about. It's all you think about. It's all you go to. But if we can change our behavior status and learn to walk out love through all the principles of love, then we can understand more of where we are. Undo typing. Pastor laughs because he knows I'm doing things that he does without verbalizing them. Honestly, I don't care. I really don't care. I, I was tapping with my thumb, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm, I'm adding notes, and I don't even know it. It must be the Holy Spirit. Uh, no, we talked about our journey, 
and how we each have a journey and how we are walking through life. What I didn't hit on last time, I'd like to this time because I believe I wanna give you some nuggets today. Nuggets that you can put in your pocket and pull them out, hopefully throughout the day and throughout the week, maybe throughout the rest of your life, nuggets that the Holy Spirit would put in your heart and you'd say, you know what? I'm pulling this nugget out. It's like a lifeline. I need to use this right now. I need to use this right now. So I hope that the Holy Spirit talks to you today through everything that I have to say and changes your life. Amen? We did. We talk about our journey. We talk about your journey, how your journey is specific. Pastor Jake Stringer, when he was here, he actually talked about his kids having different shoe sizes and how we as Christians move through different shoe sizes as we grow. How many are constantly growing? We're constantly learning. We're constantly changing our minds. Amen? We're changing our minds from what they used to be, renewing our minds, as the Bible says. We do that on the daily. Sometimes it's minimal, and sometimes it's, wow, that was huge. I just made a big step, and I'm going to keep that in my life and change my old ways. There's a lot of things that we do. Am I going too fast for you, Jess? Okay. If I am, just clear your throat. All right. There's a lot of things we do today that five or 10 years ago, we honestly can't believe we did back then. Maybe with good intentions, but we have changed who we are. Amen. Our, our character, our journey is ours. And it's that shoe size. Here's taking the pressure off. Getting ahead of myself. Taking the pressure off is when you're in a shoe size and someone is not in your size. It is not your responsibility to get that person from a size two to a size six. Are you feeling me? It's not your responsibility to change them from a Republican to a Democrat or from a Democrat to voting for Bernie. Okay, are you feeling me? Now, understand, this is where the the Holy Spirit takes place. It's not us that saves anyone. Following me? It's Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit inside of them that awakens them to themselves. Like the prodigal son awoke to himself. Like Lazarus, who pastor talked about last week, he awoke sitting at the table with cross from Jesus. He awoke and salvation came to his house as he said, I'm gonna give back everything sevenfold. He awoke, salvation came to him as it's not, our responsibility to awake someone, even though the Holy Spirit can pride us and to say, hey, drop this nugget in their lap. You know what? Don't say nothing about that area. Just love them. Just love them. Love them where they are because you used to be there. You used to be there. And if someone harped on you and said, hey, man, I got good news. You're going to hell. Be like, what? That's the last time they want anything to do with God, church, religion, all that stuff. They're cutting it off because of something that was misinterpreted, maybe with good intentions. That was not in my notes, and I got a lot of notes. Are you ready? We just recapped. We're moving on. Jesus said something in John chapter 4, verse 23. 
follow along or just listen. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. We talked a lot last time about being organic. How what it is through our daily is just organic. It just, it's a natural production of our lives. We're not, we're not having a facade or trying to come up with things or grow our fruit. Right? Pastor talks about this a lot. The fruit, the vine, the branches. It's not us that's like, oh, come on, apples. Oh. No, the fruit grows as we grow. Amen? What does it look like to have organic worship? To me, that's confusing. I say organic worship. I was like, I don't understand that. Even being a farmer or raised kind of on the farm, I revert back to maybe 10 years ago when I was in a certain shoe size. Wow. And, and if you were to ask me at that point in time, is everything I'm doing organic? I would have said, yeah, this just feels natural for me. Even though as I'm learning and progressing through my journey, I'm making different decisions to change who I was into who I am by changing my mind. So I'm changing my mind, which is changing my journey. And now what I thought was organic is not. So sometimes when I say organic, it can be confusing. Don't get confused. Worship, what does it look like, worship that comes from love? It's hard to find out cut and dry answer. Wouldn't it be nice if you could put, if you could columnize and put all the works in one category and then put all worship in another? And all you could do is say, oh, do I do that or do I don't? Hold up. Okay, that's in the works, so I'm not going to do that. But, oh, this is in the worship category, so I can do that today or right now at this time in my life. If we could categorize everything, but we can't. So it even gets a little more confusing because there's no black and white here. Follow me, follow me. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna clear things up. So what I wanna do today is I wanna compare worship versus works. But just like the cookie jar, we're gonna lean on worship and dig in as hard as we can because works is going to just take care of itself and fall to the wayside. Okay? Worship. Let's define it. The feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. I found a lot of religious definitions in dealing with worship. Where, in our lives, we really only hear about worship in church. It, it, is it a churchy word? I'd say, yeah, it falls in the churchy category because it's mainly within the church walls. Hey, everybody, come on in. We're going to worship. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to get on our knees. We're going to pray. We're going to seek him, seek his face. Follow me? Okay. Another definition. Show reverence and adoration for. Honor shown to an object which has been etymologized as worthiness or worship to give at its simplest 
worth to something. A little confusing. Did you follow? Excuse me, follow me? So what images and what comes to mind when you think of the word worship? Church service, like I just said, kneeling down, going through some of the, I'll call them churchy things that we do. Worship right here within the four walls. Or when you're you know, at home, you're like, man, I'm going to put on some praise and worship. And you just hit that music and that's playing and man, that just sets the mood. Amen? That's a good, that's a good thing. That's a good place. I want to define what that is. Do you agree or disagree? I just want you to think about these statements. If it's not done out of love, it has to become works. Think about it. If it's not done out of love, the pyramid being the foundation, it has to be works. My next statement. If it becomes laborious, grueling, heavy work, then we aren't doing it out of love. And it has become works. I heard a lot of yeses. We're going to attack that in a few minutes. What word is defined here? Are you ready? I'm going to say a definition and you tell me the word because I know we're all churchified. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Crazy? Insanity. They relate crazy, insanity. I've heard this most of my Christian walk, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's insane. But I'm, I'm, I'm the Christian that's thinking outside the box that just wants to blow up every work and every law and every, man, I'm going to question the pastor every time. How many people like that? No? All right, just me. That's all right. This to me, how many, how many people have ever been bowling? Raise your hand if you've been bowling. What's bowling? You need to go bowling. Take your mom. Listen, okay, so who, keep your hands up if you've been bowling. Who has ever bowled a 300? Me. Not this guy. Maybe on a video game. Not this guy. How many people still bowl? How many people, if you were asked to bowl, you would go bowl? Huh? Fun. Sure. Having a good time. What are you doing when you throw the ball down the lane? Hold up. I'll get to you. Aren't you doing the same thing over and over hoping for a better score? Aren't you doing the same thing over and over, you know, hoping that the results of your 62 you got last game is going to be a little higher? Huh? 63. High score, pastor. They got them gutter things for you, pastor. Oh, the bumpers. Oh, with bumpers. Man. Oh, hurting. Hurting. Who's ever played basketball? Can you tell me how many times you have actually shot the basketball through a hoop in your lifetime? Ethan. Aiden. Can you tell me how many? You can't. You can't. 30. Good guess. Probably not. Here it is. Doing something over and over, 
isn't laborious if done out of love. Is that a nugget you can put in your pocket? Doing something over and over isn't laborious if done out of love. Who likes to fish? You cast in that rod, right? Cast in that rod, reeling it in. How many times you, stupid fish, come on. I ain't doing it last time, that's it. Nope, all right, going home. Who's done something one time and never done it again? You're like, you know what? That was not for me. That was not for me. I'm good. I'm good with not doing that ever again. Yep. I'm talking about food, sushi. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about actually doing something. Raking the whole yard with leaves. I'm, nope, we're hiring that done next time, babe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was not a labor of love. Who likes to mow grass? On a hot August day, coming home late after work, the grass is knee high. If you don't mow it, mow it tonight, you're going to have to bale it tomorrow. And you're out there. Sun beating on you. Heat just coming up. Grass is crispy, but it's long. I love to mow grass. There's no getting around it. You put me on a mower, time, ask my wife. She'll be in the car with the girls. I told you 5.30, babe. I'm like, I can't believe it's been three hours. I'm like, same circle. I can't, you know, I can't. I, I love to mow grass. I love to mow grass. I love on a cold day when it's below zero to go out in the middle of the woods with my cousin and cut down a bunch of trees. Run a chainsaw for a couple hours, log it all up, back up the pickup or the dump trailer and load it by hand. Are you kidding me? Nope. I love to do that. Feeling that fresh, crisp air that when you breathe in and it's below zero, it hurts. And you're like, man, I'm alive. One. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you got the bibs on, my boots. I'm, I'm totally loaded. And the more you go, the more you take off because you're just starting to sweat through your clothes. Don't tell me it's not laborious. Don't tell me I don't love it. There are things that we do that are laborious, that are extensive. Who likes to run? Not this guy. Anybody ever ran a 3K, a 5K? Yeah. No, I mean, I have, and I choose not to. I choose not to. No, I'm not a runner, but there's some people, man, they just gliding like a gazelle out there, and you're like, what is their problem? You're driving by, I'm like, I'm like, here's a water, buddy, and you pitch one out the car because it's hot. No, I don't love to run, but there are some people that love to run. Don't tell me it's not laborious. Don't tell me it's not good exercise. I understand it. But for them, man, they're in their moment. They're in their element. So, what's it like when you're doing something you love and someone interrupts you? I also love to work with my hands around the house. I like building stuff. 
I like nailing stuff together, spackle, paint to some extent. You know, <laughs> one wall. But, you know, just working on something. What is it like when you're working on something and somebody interrupts you? And you're, you're just going along. Hey, Dad. Hey, babe, what's up? What are you doing? But let's touch on the cookie jar for a minute. What if you're doing something that you hate to do? And you're going through it. And somebody interrupts you. Hey, Dad. What? What? You kidding me? Can't you see I'm busy here? See where we're at? See where we're at? When you're doing something you love, love oozes out of you all the time. When you're doing something you have to do, I'm telling you sometimes you're on edge. You're on edge. You built that fence. You're like, don't come over here. Just give me 10 minutes, babe. I'll have it done. If it's laborious, grueling, heavy work, and we do it out of love, then it will not become works. If we do it out of love, it will not become works. A while back, we actually had a church discussion where we started talking about ministry of helps, about volunteering, about people working in different departments, going here, going there, doing, you know, what you like. Passion was brought up. Man, if you have a passion for it, you just step right in and do it. And, you know, it should be what you need to do because you have a passion for it. I was all in agreement of all that. But this day I was running sound and I sat back there biting my tongue. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm a father I'm a husband, I'm a vehicle owner, I'm a homeowner with my wife, a co-homeowner, right? A yard owner, a barn owner, a shop owner. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, there are so many things I do not out of passion, but because I'm doing it out of love for someone. I take the trash out not because I have a passion for it, but because I don't want the kitchen to smell. I don't want bugs that that odor draws feeling me. I, I want my wife or my kids, every time they open the drawer to throw trash away, it's not so full they can't get a toothpick in it, right? We do things out of love sometimes for ourselves or for someone else to show love, even though you don't have a passion for it. The, the youth, we had our, our youth leaders moved out of state for work and the youth were gonna be without a leader. And not this guy, not this guy. I did it, I, I I was a youth. How many were a youth? You were a youth. Who knew all the games? Who knew all the tricks? Who played all the games? Yeah, this guy. Preacher's kid right here. Man, the level in your head just went down as soon as I said PK, right? PK. 
tanked. No, I did. I stepped up. Holy Spirit spoke to me at that moment and said, that was you once. I was like, yeah, it was. I said, never again. And he says, oh no. And the Holy Spirit talks to me like Braveheart. I don't know what it is. Constantly with that English accent. He's like, you can do it. You know, I I can't even do it justice. Not even going to try. But the whole time, he's like, if you don't, they won't. They won't get together if you don't. And I'm like, man, then I got to think of something to say every week. And he's like, no, no, no. Just let them come together and be kids. Just let them get together. He said, they're at church a lot. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, they just need a time to themselves. Help them grow in their youngness. Help them grow in their humanity and in their love. And I said, you know what? All right, I'll do it. Reluctant, a little bit. But the more we, the more we met, the more I saw maybe the joy inside them as they started coming out being young people. Does that make sense? As you develop in your, uh, your walk, your character, you start understanding who you are, they start growing. So there's a lot of things that we do that we step out and we take part of. There are things we love to do and there are things we do through love, out of love. Labor of love to benefit others with love. Following me? Last week, pastor talked about the Roman soldier who could command the Jew to carry his pack for a mile. Remember? If you don't remember, it's on podcast. Check it out. I encourage you. Listen to the whole series again. And pastor talked about going the extra mile. The Roman soldier could command the Jew to carry the bag weighing anywhere from 80 to 110 pounds for a mile. Are you kidding me? How many times, you know, when I think about a Jew, I think about, uh, or or just someone on the era of the Bible to be walking on sand in sandals, come on, right? With some cloak or something on because the sun's beating down like, like, you know, something that Jafar would wear in Aladdin, you know, and, and carrying this pack to walk for a mile in the hot sun. And then the Lord says, hey, show love, go the extra mile. You kidding me? Okay, I'm going to show love, maybe not towards this guy because he's rude, but I'll do it because I love you, Father. And I'm going to walk the extra mile. Guess what happens after you walk two miles? You get to drop the pack and turn around and walk back two miles. So now it's turned into a four-mile truck instead of a two-mile. Going one way, stop, I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? Everything's a little bit more. This is the labor of love. Benefiting someone else through love. Might not be what you exactly want to do. But it's what you decide to do or don't. 
You have that choice. You have that choice. We talk about choices all the time. How hard is it sometimes to tell one of your friends that they have bad breath? Sometimes that's hard, depending on the friend level. Right? Really close friend, great girlfriend, great guy friend. Bro, you need a mint. Oh, oh, okay, man, thanks. Or, honey, it just ain't working today. You need to brush your teeth. Okay, sister. I don't know how you girls talk back and forth. That was, that was, that was my guess. No, you know what? If you don't care about someone and you just throw them under the rug, we don't do this, right? But you need a mint, bro, right in front of everybody. We don't do that. That's not out of love. How many times do we follow around our kids or after a guest in our house and clean up after them? You know, walking in love as your kid grows up You might think you're walking in love by doing their laundry, by cooking for them, by picking up every toy they lay down and you putting it away. You might think you're walking out of love, but there comes a point in time when you're not. When when they're in high school and you're still doing their laundry, when they're in high school and now they're in college and they just drop their laundry off, say, I'll be back, mom, thanks. You're creating a monster. And you're not showing them love and how to live on their own. You're, you're taking away from things that they need to function in society. All I know how to do is mac and cheese. Right? Are we walking in love in every area that we're doing? Let's revisit the woman at the well in John. Okay? Back to John. But instead of verse 23, we're going to back up to verse 21. Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming... It has, in fact, come when what you're called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that counts before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is sheer being itself spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. Our nature being in Christ is that of a worshiper. Being a true worshiper is shown through our lifestyle. Worship isn't so much what we do, but who we are. 
this takes for me the word worship out of the churchy arena in these four walls and moves it right into my home, right into my car, moves it right into my family, right into my workplace, into my school. And our journeys are all different. That's why putting worship in one category and works in another category, it doesn't work for black and white. Because what you love to do, for me, that's works. But what I love to do, I'm not going to find you in the middle of the woods with a chainsaw loading a pickup with wood. I'm not going to find you there. That's works for you. Follow me? What is works for you might be worship for someone else. So what is true worship? It can be kneeling, hands raised, cutting wood, mowing grass, cooking in the kitchen, standing, drinking coffee, looking outside at his creation. It can be driving a car. It can be where you find your peace. We're pushing worship today. We're not pushing works. What do you do that you love to do? What do you do that you do out of love? When your focus is on the Father, you're worshiping. Is that the biggest nugget I could give you today? You're worshiping when your focus is on the Father, no matter what you're doing. Now is the time that where you worship will not matter. Amen? In this worship through love, we find what's organic. But our organic worship is specific to our journey. It's yours. It's not anybody else's. There's no one else who worships like you do. That's why in John 4.23, it says, for the Father is seeking you to worship him. It's a lifestyle, not a ritual. We don't do it because we have to. It's a relationship with the Father, not a ritual. It's true worship out of love, not works out of self. Now, there's one point that I actually put a number one by in my notes. And the point I would like to read, if this is a nugget for you, my number one point today is check yourself before you wreck yourself. What's the check? Check what you're worshiping. When our thoughts are not focused on God, who is love, then we are focused on something else. Where is our focus? What are we focused on? Where then is our worship directed? When there's something or someone one 
Oh, I'm sorry. If there's something or someone that takes of your time, talent, and treasure, causing your worship to lose its love focus, I call this a worship disorder. Too many people today have worship disorders. My heart goes out to them. It consumes them. Whether it's a bad habit, whether it's their mouth, whether it's Facebook, whether it's wrong friends, making decisions to do the wrong things. Worship should be all about love. When you find yourself at peace, you're worshiping. I'm not talking when you find yourself at the bottom of a bottle. That's not peace. You're checking out, you're getting away. I heard a stat yesterday, 38% of Americans have a drinking problem. Man. In one out of three men have an issue with porn. There's some worship disorders out there. When your focus is off the Father, we're worshiping in the wrong place. The question here is, are we just doing religious works? Or are we engaged in a loving relationship with a holy and loving God? Worship is not as much about what we do for God, but about what God has done for us and who God has made us to be. Worship is not rooted in what I do for Christ. It's rooted in who I am in Christ. Jesus didn't die for us to practice religion. Blew my mind when I realized the definition of religion was to return to bondage. What? I thought I was religious because I went to church when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm religious. I have religious views. But I have relationship with my Father in heaven. And we grow that together in each of our journeys. Amen. He died so we could have a loving relationship with God and a loving relationship with each other. He loved us first. And in return, us walking in love is worship. Back to the foundation of our pyramid. It's not the foundation of our series it's the foundation of our lives. Amen. I encourage you, put your focus in the right area. Just because you're not on your knees doesn't mean you're not worshiping. There will come a time where these four walls don't matter anymore, where your worship doesn't matter if it's in here or out there. 
And I ask, let's show it more out there than we do in here. It's easy for me to get in here, raise my hands, sing some songs because I'm engaged in the music. I'm engaged in his presence. I'm engaged in loving him. Can I do the same engagement out there with him in every area of my life? So I encourage you as you go through the week, as you go for maybe, just maybe, the rest of your life, when you're doing something, out of love or not, maybe through love, keep your focus on the Father. It's worship. It's what he's asked for. It's what he's seeking. Amen. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for everyone that's here, everyone that's viewing online. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which has spoke to us today. Drop those nuggets in our heart that we can pull out that lifeline. I thank you, Father God, for everyone that's here. You have called us all blessed, that you will bury worship inside of us, that in every area of our lives, it oozes, it oozes out, not only all over us, but all over everyone around us, that we can be the beacon of light set upon the hill that no one can blow out. I thank you for guiding us and directing us today. Thank you for everyone that's here. We love you so much. Everyone said, amen, amen. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.